we don't like this kind of stuff nowadays. We don't like to hear this. We don't like to talk about hell. Preachers, I've heard of preachers that refuse to say the word hell during their sermons. But it needs to be taught because it is a real place and people might be going there. What you just heard was a clip from today's episode about hell. One of the things we just don't like to talk about, but it's something that we do need to talk about. So stay tuned for today's episode. Hey, faithful listener, grab your cup of coffee and experience the Bible in a way you never have before. P40 Ministries is a podcast that goes through the Bible cover to cover. It's an awesome narrative that focuses your mind and prepares your heart for God to speak. So join your host, Jen, for a biblical podcast that's hilarious, informative, imaginative, and fun. The P40 Ministries podcast. Listen now as we go through the book of Luke. Happy Thursday, friends and faithful listeners. This is Jen with the P40 Ministries podcast, the podcast that brings you the Bible consistently to show the relatability of the Bible in the modern day. And we are in Luke chapter 3 today, verses 1 through 14. But before I begin, I have to once again say that the giveaway is happening now. I'm going to be giving away my Out of the Mire devotional that I published in 2021. And I'm also going to be giving away a Lion of Judah t-shirt. And trust me, you'll really enjoy this t-shirt if you end up winning it. It is one of my favorite t-shirts. But to enter the giveaway, all you have to do is rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and then screenshot it and send me your screenshot at jen at p40ministries.com. That's all you have to do and you will be immediately entered into the giveaway. But guys, let's go ahead and read Luke chapter 3 today verses 1 through 14. And I just absolutely love this. I mean, John the Baptist is so weird. He's hilarious. And (laughs) Luke is really showing how interesting of a person he is here. So let's go ahead and read this out of the W.E.B. version or whatever version you prefer to read out of. But I'll be reading out of the W.E.B. today, as I always do. And grab that cup of coffee. Let's go ahead and start. Now, in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea and Herod being tetrarch of Galilee and his brother Philip tetrarch of the region Ituria and Trachonitis and Lysanias tetrarch of Abilene in the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, the son of Zacharias in the wilderness. He came into all the region around the Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance for remission of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, the voice of one crying through the wilderness, make ready the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Every valley will be filled. Every mountain and hill will be brought low. The crooked will become straight and the rough ways smooth. All flesh will see God's salvation. Isaiah 43 through 5. 
He said, therefore, to the multitudes who went out to be baptized by him, You offspring of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore, produce fruits worthy of repentance, and don't begin to say among yourselves, We have Abraham for our father. For I tell you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. Even now the axe also lies at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that doesn't produce good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. The multitudes asked him, What then must we do? He answered them, He who has two coats, let him give to one who has none. He who has food, let him do likewise. Tax collectors also came to be baptized, and they said to him, Teacher, what must we do? He said to them, Collect no more than that which is appointed to you. Soldiers also asked him, saying, What about us? What must we do? He said to them, Extort from no one by violence, neither accuse anyone wrongfully, and be content with your wages. So see how weird John is? <laughs> He's super weird. He lived in the wilderness. He kind of was raised in the wilderness and he was like a survivalist. He was like a guy that went and like ate crickets and grasshoppers and stuff and locusts. All the bugs that would be considered clean in the uh, Old Testament law, because I think it was crickets, uh, locusts and um, grasshoppers were all considered technically clean bugs and he'd like dip them in wild honey and eat them oh <laughs> oh that's nasty but here's the thing john was still following god's law like he was allowed to eat this stuff but what kind of a guy wouldn't want like meat like john just kind of sounds like this strange uh almost vegan i guess not vegan but like this strange like uh, a vegetarian. <laughs> I don't even know. If you eat bugs and that's like your main source of protein, you wouldn't be vegan. I guess maybe you would still be carnivorous. I don't know. But like, yeah, he would go and eat these bugs and like dip them in wild honey. That was his like choice food. And then he wore camel skins with like leather belts and stuff. So he dressed odd. Okay. Because I am sure that camel skin was not the normal, normal dress for those days. I'm sure it was something like linen or something like that. People probably wore cooler garments because, you know, you live out in the, the desert. You're going to want to have cooler garments. You're going to want to not be hot underneath the sun. And John wore fur. <laughs> All year round, he wore fur and like lived out in the hottest part you know, he lived in the wilderness. So then it says here that in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, which would have been around AD or CE 27, it says that uh, this is when the spirit of God basically went to John and John started doing his preaching ministry. And so he was preparing the way for Jesus, telling everybody that Jesus existed, telling everybody that the Messiah was here and that they need to repent now because the Messiah was here. So John became famous. It almost sounds like overnight because he was just such an odd character. He was very weird. People would go see him. People would uh, listen to what he had to say, get baptized by him. And he started preaching the repentance for remission of sins through baptism. 
So baptism was not a new concept to Jewish people. They understood it to an extent, but I mean, it wasn't super common, but they understood the point of baptism, which was to be cleansed. Now, John was using it as an analogy because, you know, in the Old Testament law, which is what we're talking about in uh, the Old Testament series of P40 Ministries, that whenever a person was considered unclean, they'd have to bathe And this was unclean both spiritually and unclean physically. God would command them to bathe. So John was using baptism or bathing in a sense as an analogy of being cleansed from sins. So the person would go underneath the water and then John would bring them back up. And that was showing the repentance of their sins. And the people would do this publicly to show that they were now Uh, Messiah followers, that they weren't going to live by their old ways. And what one of the ways John says was the old way was believing that because they were Abraham's children, that they had a free pass into heaven. It says here in verse eight that uh, John says to the people, do not even begin to say among yourselves, we have Abraham for our father. For I tell you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these very stones. So John is preaching to the people and he's saying, your lineage is not going to get you into heaven. Because that was something that was really taught in those days. It was taught that if you were a child of Abraham, in other words, if you were a child of Israel, if you were one of God's children, you could not go to hell. It was impossible. You, your lineage basically saved you. So people truly believe this. And John is just like, yeah, no, you got to change that way of thinking because your lineage is not going to save you. And then he says here, he, he picks up some stones maybe, or he points to some stones and he's like, look, God can make children of Israel or children from Abraham from these very stones. Okay. So you're not special. Your lineage does not make you special. And I think that is such a cool concept that John was teaching because even nowadays, I think that this relates so, so much to nowadays. A lot of people believe because they've went to church their entire lives that they are just automatically saved. Lots and lots and lots of people believe that. They don't understand that it has to be this active belief that you need a savior to save you. Going to church means absolutely nothing. The building does not save the person. Jesus is the only one that can save the person. So there has to be a heart change, right? A repentance. Repentance literally means changing and turning from. So there needs to be a heart change that that person needs to realize that they cannot get to heaven no matter what they do. They can't get to heaven on their own. They can't get to heaven if they go to church. The only way they can possibly get to heaven is if they have a savior and they have to believe in that savior who is Jesus. And this is literally what John is teaching to these Israelites at this time, that their lineage is not going to save them just because they were born into the house of Abraham. That does not mean they're saved. That means nothing. What they need is their recognition of a savior. And that is how they are going to get into heaven. Same thing nowadays. Same thing applies nowadays. It doesn't matter how often you go to church. It doesn't matter what you do. If you do not recognize your need for a Messiah, your need for a savior, you cannot get into heaven. It's just not possible. So John is teaching this to these people saying like, look, God can produce children from these very stones. So just because you have a lineage that does not make you special. So then he says here, 
you need to produce fruit. It's interesting how often that keeps coming up in the New Testament. Produce fruit, produce fruit, produce fruit. It's almost like there's something that we need to hear about that. (laughs) Because Jesus, almost every single one of his parables was talking about producing fruit. And now John the Baptist, before Jesus even starts his ministry, is preaching the same thing. Produce fruit. So what does that mean? Producing fruit, the fruits of the spirit are love, joy, peace, long suffering, which means patience, gentleness, goodness. And I can't remember the other ones, but those are the fruit of the spirits, which means that if you have recognition of a savior, if you realize you need a savior and you make that change, you stop doing sinful stuff that you used to do before you recognize that need and you start doing different things like producing uh, goodness, like you're, you're starting to give to people, you're starting to uh, love other people, even if they're mean to you. These are fruits of the spirit. So it says here in verse nine, John says, every tree that does not produce good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And this is harsh stuff, man. I mean, We don't like this kind of stuff nowadays. We don't like to hear this. We don't like to talk about hell. Preachers, I've heard of preachers that refuse to say the word hell during their sermons. But it needs to be taught because it is a real place and people might be going there. It needs to be taught. So John the Baptist sounds so angry here. When he calls these people offsprings of vipers in verse seven, he's like, you family of snakes, why are you even here if you're going to pretend like your lineage is so important and you don't really want to hear what I have to say? Why are you even here? Why are you listening to this? So John, as harsh as he is, is teaching salvation through the Messiah. We don't talk about this enough. Yet hell is mentioned more in the Bible than heaven is. So John the Baptist is talking about hell to these people. He's saying that every tree that does not produce fruit is going to get chopped down and thrown into the fire. And guess what Jesus's ministry was also saying? The very same thing, just in different parables, the exact same thing. So hell is mentioned a lot in the Bible and we don't talk about it enough. That being said, I don't think we need to overpower people within because (laughs) I think that's another place where uh, churches just go wrong, but it needs to be talked about and people need to hear this at church, not just going to church thinking that they're okay because they're walking into a building, but going to church realizing that they need a savior or otherwise they're going to end up being one of these trees that don't produce good fruit and is thrown into the fire. So the people, these multitudes that are here with John, listening to this harsh sermon that John is giving them, they say, what, what do we have to do? Like, how are we going to, what, how do, how can we change? So John the Baptist starts baptizing these people and he gives them such a simplistic answer. He says, those of you who have two coats, give to a person that has none. That alone is a fruit of the spirit. That's loving a neighbor, loving somebody who has less than you might have. 
John saying like, look, you have to be turning away from the things that you used to do, greedily holding on to two coats, right? Even though you don't necessarily need two coats and giving one of those coats to somebody who doesn't have any coat and is freezing during the wintertime. And then these tax collectors who people hated are coming to him and they're just like, teacher, what what should we do to be saved? How do we uh, get rid of what we used to do? How do we repent? And John the Baptist says to them, collect no more than that which is appointed to you. So in other words, he, you know, the tax collectors back in those days were so hated because they would just take money from people beyond what they were supposed to take. And the Roman government didn't care. And they gave these tax collectors power to do that to their own people. And these tax collectors were often Jewish. So John was saying, don't be greedy. Don't take from the poor. Only take what was appointed to you, what the Romans said you could take. So then soldiers, Roman soldiers, soldiers were hated, absolutely hated by the Jewish people. They're coming to John to get baptized and they're like, what can we do to repent? Like, how do we do this? And John says, don't extort from anyone through violence. Don't accuse anyone wrongfully and be content with your wages. So in other words, don't usurp your power over people. Don't do it. It's cruel. It's mean. Even though you have the power to do that, don't do it. John is basically teaching respect of other people, teaching don't be greedy. Don't not love somebody who has less than you. You know, show respect to other people, even if you are more powerful than they are. And the coolest thing about this is that John was not judging any single one of these people. Even though John was giving this harsh message of repentance and salvation and producing good fruit, a message that nowadays a, a pastor would have been considered almost hate speech for. John is giving this message, but people needed it. They're coming to him in droves longing for this stuff because they know that they are empty. They know that whatever John is teaching is something fantastic, something they need. They feel this void and John is filling it with something. John is filling it with salvation, the salvation message, the gospel, the good news. And even though it's harsh, it's what these people needed. And they're asking John, what can we do to repent? And John is not judging any of them. He's not judging these tax collectors that every single Jewish person at this time period hated. I mean, even John the Baptist had to pay his taxes, but He's not judging these tax collectors. He's not saying, give up your job, you know, your, your slime, your filth, because you have this job. No, he's saying, do it the right way. You know, be a tax collector, do it, work, but don't take more than what you're supposed to take. And even these soldiers, he's not judging the soldiers. I mean, imagine if somebody had taken over your hometown, some other country, I mean, you would hate those soldiers, that were in your hometown. And yet John is baptizing them, these Gentile soldiers. John's baptizing them and telling them, don't use violence. Don't extort people. Don't spread false testimonies like you were doing in the past. Change. Do things differently. 
And that's John's entire message to everybody is repentance. Not just feeling sorry for your sins and then just continuing to do them over and over, which I've fallen into that trap so many times, so many times in my life. But repentance is a true change. Really wanting to change and really trying your best to change. And yeah, I mean, God is very gracious when we fail in that, but God does see the heart. He sees that we are trying. He sees that we want to change. And and then John the Baptist, this is exactly what he's preaching is just change, do things differently. Make sure that you are respecting other people, that you are turning away from stuff that you used to do, but now you are a new creation. There's a verse in the Bible that says, you are a new creation, so don't do things the way you used to do them. And that is how you are going to produce good fruit. So friends, thanks so much for tuning into this episode. And if it meant something to you, if it convicted you, awesome. I hope it did. But definitely share it and let people know that P40 Ministries exists. Friends and faithful listeners, have a fantastic rest of your Thursday. Happy listening and God bless. Thank you.